This is the Real Estate Investing Abundance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Allen. I know you're excited to get into today's show, but I have a very exciting announcement to share with you before moving to the show. We've just launched a complimentary and comprehensive webinar that, among other things, shows you how to legally use passive real estate investing to reduce your taxes, recession-proof your nest egg, and take the sting out of inflation. If you are curious to learn more, go to steetalker.com forward slash webinar. It is complimentary and only takes a couple of minutes of your time. Once again, that is steetalker.com forward slash webinar. I'll see you in the webinar. Enjoy today's show. Hello, enlightened investors. Welcome back to Real Estate Investing Abundance. I'm your host, Dr. Allen. As always, delighted to be back with you again today. With us today is Patrick Sukup, and he says that boring is the new sexy, and we're going to find out exactly what he means by that today. Patrick is a self-starter with a great head, start in life with help from mentors and families financially. But Patrick took it a degree further and exponentially grew. And Patrick is a family man who loves to work and work hard. So Patrick, take us into the show and share an experience that helps shape who you are today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was interesting when I when I started thinking about that question of kind of what what has influenced my life and kind of grew me into the man that I am today. And there's so many different people that have had a hand in it and contributed greatly. But there's really just these kind of really defining moments as as an individual. And for me, I would say it was there's lots of them. But today, what I think is important to to discuss is I got divorced from my current wife. So we got married early and divorced when I was 24. And I think I was I was this pretty, I don't know, maybe egotistical young guy who had everything in life. You know, my wife was uh, an Olympian, uh, had tons of investments. I was young, had good income, uh, lived in Fort Collins, all the friends in the world. And then I get divorced and I, it's a small community here in Fort Collins. So the, my reputation, I was like, man, <laughs> some, something obviously went wrong and talk about a massive ego check. And I would say I was a hothead, you know, but when I, when I had hair, had red hair, so I was, uh, uh, you know, maybe a hothead at some point and still have some of that back, you know, somewhere, somewhere in my, in my body. But I sought that time as an opportunity to go work on myself. You know, who am I? How could I be better? And so I went into therapy for a couple of years and worked on, uh, myself, how I could be better and, it was crazy. We live in this really small community, but during those two years, my ex-wife uh, and I were, we still remained business partners. So it was an amicable divorce, but a divorce nonetheless. And we had only seen each other. We had only bumped into each other once, but through that time, our business dealings kind of kept us together. And after a couple of years, we both, we both kind of saw these really important changes in each other that brought us back together. And um, ultimately we reconnected, worked things out, went to couples therapy together at that point and got remarried, but it was a huge check of my ego, uh, who I am as a person 
maybe I'm not this, you know, big deal, big shot. And uh, it was an opportunity for me to grow as a person dramatically. It's amazing how it often takes those major uh, wake-up calls uh, to really get our life on track. Well, uh, Patrick, thank you for sharing that uh, with us. Uh, what do you think is the number one tool to become uh, successful? I think it's consistency. I, I just, Dan Hardy wrote a book, Compound Effect, and I, I was fortunate enough to read it when I was pretty young. And he kind of lives life by like this weekly rhythm. And it's like getting in a rhythm of habits. And it's super easy. Like one of the things that I was telling you is I was like, I'm so impressed with your show with how many episodes you have. It takes so much time and effort and people get excited and they start something and they might go for it for two weeks, four weeks, maybe if they're really good, you know, a month and a half to two months, but it, it takes a year, two years to look back and be like, wow, I've been to the gym now four days a week for the last 18 months and my body has changed and evolved and I look and feel great. So I would say, you know, for me, it was just the small things, journaling three times a week, going to the gym, drinking, you know, half gallon of water, telling my wife I love her, uh, going on a date each week. Then from on the business side of things, you know, making sure that I sent out a contract on a weekly basis that I'm showing four homes. It was these specific tasks that I felt like were lead indicators of success on the backside that I feel were were really paramount to my success early and success currently. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Consistency is so important. And I think what, what you're also alluding to is it isn't just consistency uh, in thinking, but it's consistency in action. You had the mindset uh, shift, but following that, there was also the consistency. And Oftentimes, and like you mentioned with the podcast, so much of that consistency is just so mundane, and yet it is it is so critical. And as as you were mentioning the podcast, I was thinking back on the last three years and the beginning of that process, and how well how frightening it was at first, uh, and just taking those first steps to overcome that that fear was extraordinarily important. But after launching the podcast, I was astounded at how mundane and how boring the many of the processes were. And of course, I've outsourced a lot of those, but at the beginning processes, I was doing all of that. Yeah. And it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. So where do you find your motivation and where do you find your confidence uh, to continue to produce, particularly when not only can it be boring, but uh, it can also be extraordinarily frightening? Yeah, I, I uh, recently was was kind of listening to and and hear, heard a lot of this, you know, confidence and, and motivation. And it's not this rah, rah, let's wake up in the morning here, you know, some motivational speech. It's, it's waking up and knowing that yesterday I just closed a home, meaning that somehow my skills produced the ability to close a, a $800,000 property that is now in my portfolio or my client is happy with that now gives me that motivation and drive to, okay, let's, let's get another one. I, and then all of a sudden you you kind of compound that to where you're at two, three, four closings in a month or 
you've bought in six, seven, eight properties and you've used the same methodology and you know that whatever I'm doing is working. So I'm just going to keep at it. But if you don't have some successes, you need to have some successes that, that build that confidence that allows you to, you know, leverage that as motivation saying, okay, I know that whatever I did here worked. Let's see what that whatever was and put those into those daily routines and daily rhythms so that I can reproduce that end result. But if you don't have those successes, if you didn't have that 18 to 24 months that you were working out four days a week and able to feel better and look in the mirror and see a difference, it's it'd probably be a little bit harder to get get up and go to the gym and do those types of daily activities. But really, for me, the confidence comes from I was very fortunate um, like I said, you know, and, and kind of my bio that I've, I've been having, I've had great mentors, uh, great family help and success, and, but I've taken that and whether it was young and naive and ignorant of the risks that I was, I was taking, but, you know, by the time I was 25 years old, I had eight rental units and it was like, just exciting for me to continue to grow that. And then I had those years of success from 22 to 25, when I started to build up those properties, sorry, 10 units, when I was building up those properties and I was like, okay, whatever I'm doing is working. Let's just, let's just keep this going. And I was able to, to, to feed off myself on the confidence side of things. So on your worst day, you say you, you, you woke up and in the morning you look back on the previous day and oh, I closed, uh, I closed a home here. On your worst day, when you haven't closed a home for uh, several weeks, where do you find your motivation? Yeah, great question. I would say I've got a, a team of now seven uh, with my company, and then I've got a family of five. Um, we've got a live-in nanny. There's a lot of a uh, lot of expenses <laughs> in, in my in my world, and uh, you know, I've a lot of responsibility, and I'm grateful for that responsibility to. Uh, be able to maintain and build and provide lifestyles for my employees and family members that they enjoy. Nothing crazy, nothing lavish by any means, but still like a pretty decent responsibility. And I take that very seriously. Um, I never want my wife or kids to know uh, want or or need or anything along those lines. I want them to feel at all times that what they want and need are are taken care of. And my employees, I had one employee start with me when it was just me and her in 2000. I started the company in 2016 and she was my first hire in 2019. And, you know, she was this young gal and I'm just thinking to myself, her, she is depending to be able to pay her bills on me, on me paying her every, every couple of weeks, which is, is, is a great uh, opportunity to, to provide a, a lifestyle for somebody and also help them grow professionally. But I would say having those big expenses is definitely a motivation. I joke, one of my one of my agents, his monthly expenses are so small that he just doesn't have the motivation to go be a crusher and and, and close more deals. I'm like, you need to go either buy a bigger house, <laughs> a nicer car, or some type of expense because the motivation that you have to pay for $3,000 a month just isn't enough of a drive or you don't have that internal drive to go. So go find some more expenses, but that's probably one of the big ones. A lot of people talk about their why and uh, how important that is. What is your why? Family is number one. I didn't know that I 
wanted to be a dad until I was. And I, it's, it's the greatest gift I could have ever imagined. And when I was growing up, I, I was I woke up and or heard my dad going to work at 430 in the morning. And he worked with a lot of people on the East Coast. So he had he wanted to get there by the time that they were rocking and rolling and be able to help them before they got out the door. And but I heard him walk through our wooden hallway, you know, early mornings, 4 or 4.30 a.m. And that's for whatever reason, I, I I do that same thing now, wake up super early, get to the gym. But I want to see how my kids around me when I'm working on the house, when I'm working on projects. And it's to help them succeed even more than I am. And for me, that is, it's saying one thing that I want them to see my wife and I going to the gym. I want them to see my wife and I loving on each other. I want them to see the hard work that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis so that we can provide this type of lifestyle and uh, understand the value of a dollar and and, what, and how it, how hard it takes to make that dollar. So for me, it's my family and being able to be a good provider and example for them so they can have a successful life themselves. Enlightened investors, if you haven't done so already, be sure and click that like button and also click that share so others can take advantage of the content. And finally, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single one of our upcoming episodes. Well, tell us about partnerships. Are they important or are they something that gets in our way? Yeah, I've had quite a few partnerships over the years, honestly. And uh, still, my most successful is my partnership with my wife and my dad. They were we, we, we all three were partners on our first investment in 2013 when we bought 10 units that year. And I, I have to love my dad and I have to love my wife. So those partnerships are pretty successful and we are able to kind of maintain our roles pretty well. Uh, high level. My dad was the money at the beginning and he's a very intelligent man, good business person. So I lean on him heavily for questions. I'm kind of the the grinder, the one who's out there operating the properties, finding the properties, closing on the properties. And my wife's kind of a silent partner, but just extremely supportive, which is hugely important. She knows and has trust and faith that we are going to work uh, very hard for us as a partnership and have integrity that she's going to be maintained and uh, taken care of and always sought out for for questions as well. Other partnerships that I've had, I think there, I, I really haven't had other successful partnerships. Nothing has ever ended tumultuously or poorly, but just different views of how things should go and maybe not clarity on the roles or it's easy like we said at the beginning you know to start a podcast it's harder to go three years and still maintain how that cadence of how many podcasts you release on a on a monthly and annual basis but at the beginning you can say i'm going to do this this and this and that's kind of same thing with partnerships if you don't really know that person or maybe they don't know themselves or you don't know how you guys work together as a company you know it can be it can definitely lead uh, you astray. And one partnership at the very beginning, when I started, when I bought my first fix and flip in 2009, uh, it was me and two brothers. It was a successful partnership, but one of the brothers was pretty young and wanted to go off and soil his royal oats, so to speak. And so that partnership kind of dissolved just organically. Another partnership in the future was with somebody who I sought out to be a partner. I thought that, you know, I, I saw a lot of similar characteristics in him, hardworking, family person, wanted to be in real estate. But 
our uh, investing goals were different. He kind of liked the the short-term hits, buying and getting out and getting a big capital payout. I Everything that I'm investing in today is for 20 to 30 years down the road. And we bought a triplex. And ultimately, after six months, we bought a few properties, actually. But tri- the triplex was kind of the tipping point. After about six months, he wanted out. I wanted to keep it. Great cash flow. So I paid him out $80,000 after six months, which was dramatically overpaying for for that, for for his 50%. But we're still friends today. He runs a successful podcast himself. And so I've kind of, I've, and then there's been a couple other partnerships here and there that we've, that I've played around with. But overall, the, my success with partnerships has been really limited to my, my, my family, um, just a tight knit little company, little partnership, which we only own. 17 units together with that partnership. So there's not really much and we're not growing it. So it's kind of like just on, on like a, you know, it's cruise control. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm starting either a new investment or a new company, and I think maybe to bring in a partner, I really, really have to think heavily about it because your goals have to really align or your, your roles have to be extremely defined. So yeah, it can be, exactly. it can be great, but also just yeah. uh, for me, I'm, <laughs> Still young, maybe there's partnerships that'll out be out there that work, but I'm a little jaded. Well, I hear a lot of people that have had issues with uh, partnerships. Well, because <laughs> they they are another level of complexity uh, with whatever it is that you are into. But you know, I think you're absolutely right in terms of clarity of roles is one of the key aspects of that. So yeah, I think that. That it's very important to, in any partnership that you're thinking about going in, you were mentioning the alignment of not just roles, but alignments of ethics, personal values, goals, aspirations. Uh, I think all of those need to be really clearly communicated and worked out uh, before going into an in-depth partnership. Yeah, And there's, I mean, there's various different levels of partnerships uh, as well. The partnerships that I go into, I go into it with on a, a deal partnership and before going into forming any long-term teams or anything like that, it's, yep. they're formed around a particular deal. What is a successful person and maybe not a so successful person? That's a great question in the sense that I I've, I think my definition and, and, and everyone's definition of success probably changes and evolves as they grow and their life changes and evolves where earlier in my life when it was just me, success was just all the money in the world and do whatever I want, spend on whatever I want. And then it was, I, I got married and it was spending time with her and being able to explore and and love on each other. And then it was, it was having kids and it was maybe not making so much money. It was, it was more freedom of like, I want to go uh, to every soccer game that they ever have and be able to coach some of their teams and wake up with them, cook them breakfast and not make as much money. But then it's also, all right, this is a short time in our life. It's only 18 years that we get to spend with these kids and we're going to have an afterlife and we're 50 years old. So how do we make sure that we're successful on the backside of this? And all of these things are kind of always evolving and changing. And fortunately, we're very healthy, but that's very important as well. So for me, success is, is definitely revolving around time freedom, but future future financial 
freedom because right now I feel like my kids are going to be in school for the next 17 years. So why not work? And I love working, but uh, every, every, like I said earlier in the podcast, everything that I'm investing is for 20 to 30 years down the road. So maybe it doesn't have a great cash flow today, but it's going to have some pretty decent appreciation. And then in 20 years, it's going to have great cash flow. So for me, it is freedom of time now, having a very successful relationship with my wife. Like yesterday, I, I told my wife, I was like, I, I felt like I was a bad dad. I, I was stressed. I was in the middle of a deal. I was dealing with uh, three kids at home at, at that time because I was staying at home yesterday watching the kids. And my my daughter was just high energy. And it was just not a great day. I kind of was like short tempered with her. And I was like, just go, just go to your, go, go do your own thing. Just right now, go do your own thing. And I felt like, you know, tomorrow is an opportunity to to do better. So I think it is understanding that you can definitely have some some bad days and some failures, but uh, trying to do better the, the the next day and being intentional about that. But time freedom today, being able to love my family when and how I want, and then future financial freedom of 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 all expenses. Well, Patrick, tell our viewers and listeners. Oh what services you have to offer and how it is they can get in touch with you to take advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, I run a, a traditional residential brokerage in Fort Collins, Colorado, Northern Colorado. So if you guys ever find yourself either uh, you know, buying or investing there, definitely have been born and raised here. So know the area very well. Uh, personally, I invest, You know, I try to buy anywhere between two to three units per year. Don't do too many partnerships, kind of like we talked about earlier. But you know, whether I'm buying, I, I'm pretty much exclusively in Northern Colorado. I know on other podcasts I've talked about looking elsewhere, but I, I think I am refocusing on just Northern Colorado. But um, we run a traditional brokerage. There's seven of us. Um, I'm on Instagram, and that's probably the best place that people can reach and have reached out is through following on following me on there. It's just at Patrick Sukup and open up to conversations. There's been really cool people that, you know, across the country, I've been able to reach out, ask just simple questions of whether it's how I got started. How do I have my traditional brokerage help investments? And how have I, how have I built what I've built at such a young age and um, continue to try to build more? So grateful for the opportunities to have these types of conversations with great people like yourself. Well, Patrick, just one last question here, and you may have already touched on this in talking about your formative experience, but what is one of your biggest setbacks in life, and how did you come through that, and what did you learn from that? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, what definitely the, the divorce. What well, we can uh, maintain that, or you know, um, one of the things that I've also talked about is I had a career-ending uh, knee injury, and at that time. Um, in college, when I had that, sports were 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 life to me, and was able to uh, was fortunate enough to have another mentor that that brother the 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 brothers that I talked to you about in two thousand nine, their dad is was the performer uh, was a former NFL football player. Injuries, his son had an injury, took us out to eat, and said, "Hey, translate that that competitive drive that you have in sport into business," and. Maybe I didn't take it like fully to heart, but just at least that like it resonated with me. And I was given opportunities to buy real estate at such a, you know, in 2009 in Fort Collins when I was a sophomore in college and then understood that. But it was it was something to where it was devastating for me to not ever be as explosive an athlete as I was. But 
kind of this change of whether I, I was never going to be a professional athlete, but I could be a professional business person. And I was mm-hmm. grateful that I was able to start such an, uh, yeah, at such an early age as a sophomore in college and kind of change that mindset. Well, it truly is important to have uh, mentors who've been there and understand where it is to help us through those uh, difficult times. Patrick, it's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Enlightened investors, wait, wait, don't go just yet. I just want to remind you about our recently launched webinar that you will not want to miss. If you're at all curious and would like to learn more about how real estate investing can diversify your investment portfolio, alleviate the anxiety associated with Wall Street swings, leverage your 401ks and IRAs to substantially increase the return on your investment, and do all of this with turnkey, hands-off, passive real estate investments, then you'll want to immediately go to stetalker.com forward slash webinar. In the webinar, we'll also address the common dubious investment schemes that you want to avoid. To access the webinar, go to stetalker.com forward slash webinar. I look forward to seeing you in the webinar. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance brought to you by Steve Talker Capital a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com.